babies. I can't believe you're back. I love you for coming back. Keep coming back and tell all your friends. <laughs> One of the things I've noticed as my friends and I get a little older is how much we try to make our homes places of peace, right? You know, some of us get more into the woo-woo, you know, we build altars and we're burning sage when certain guests leave the house, you know, shit like that. Or some of us stop pretending that we're, you know, helping the environment by keeping a mattress on the floor and we start getting real furniture. And then some of us decide that we are going to turn our apartments into these tropical getaways and cover every flat surface with plants. And then we're using plants as our backdrops to do Instagram selfies or, you know, create this like little mood corner for meditation and being peaceful with ourselves. And also, I think a lot of my friends just like having a living thing to take care of that is not a child or a pet, which, hey, I completely understand. But the thing is, I am not a plant person at all. I have killed too many cactuses. I remember I got this one cactus that had like a red flower in my first real post-college apartment. I was at Home Depot, got this little plant. I was like, okay, I'm going to put it in my kitchen. And then I just killed it. I don't know. <laughs> I know that it was because I was watering it too much. I know it's not supposed to need a lot of water, but surely that's incorrect. Surely I know more than the cactus itself about how to take care of it. So I tossed it and I never got another plant until two or three years ago when my poetry book called Lilith But Dark, please go and order it, thank you, came out and my good friend Julia, Julia, I love you, she gave me this aloe plant that I have called Possum Aloysius after one of the greatest rappers of all time, Andre 3000. But it was just like, I was really afraid that I was going to end up killing another plant. It, at this point, it had been like, shit, 15, 20 years since I killed those little Home Depot cactuses and all that kind of stuff. So I had the plant and it was fine. And then I realized that it just did not look good anymore. And at the time, I was banging this dude who's like really into gorilla gardens. But I asked him, I was like, what can I do to bring possum aloysius back to life? And he was like, water it. <laughs> I had overcorrected before I was watering too much and now I was not watering enough. So I started watering Possum and he sprang back to life. Like his little leaves got all full and they started to stand up. And I was like, oh, my God, I might be able to do this. Holy shit. It's exciting to me that I have not killed these plants, but I don't think that I am ever going to become a for real plant person. But I do know that a lot of people have turned to plants in the last year or two, especially my good friend, Bim. But I'm going to talk today to my friend, Don Will. Now, you know Don Will because he has done the theme to this show. He's done the theme to Thursday Kit. He's done the theme to Another Round. He's done the theme to several other podcasts that you know and love. He's also this incredible rapper from a group called Tanya Morgan, the almighty Tanya Morgan. He's just awesome. But he's become a plant dad, which is not <laughs> anything I would have expected from him. And you'll learn more about why in a minute. This episode is sponsored by Dipsy. Do you need to unwind after a long day of Zoom calls? Are you looking for some new ideas for self-care? Or maybe you're just looking for a way to get out of a funk and start feeling like yourself again. 
reset and reconnect with you with Dipsy. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there. Find stories about off-limit hookups, costume parties that take things to the next level, or maybe a story where you and your partner try a new toy together. They release new stories every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter what turns you on or who you're into. Dipsy also has wellness sessions to help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash thisisgood. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash thisisgood. One more time, that's dipsystories.com slash thisisgood. Hi, my name is Don Will. I am one half of Tanya Morgan. I'm all of myself. I'm a rapper, producer, a DJ. I do comedy adjacent things. I host a movie thing when the world's open. I have known you a long time. It's almost been 20 years. That's wild. You have an artistic background. Like you do visual arts. Are you used to? I don't know. Do you still <laughs> draw and paint? Like what's going on with that? Um, I build shelves now. But <laughs> I just moved to a new place and I'm building shelves and stuff. I still use the sensibilities and the skill set. I pretty much design our album covers or I art direct them. So I do use it. I don't really draw as much, uh, but mainly because this is some New York stuff. I haven't really had a surface or a well good enough area to draw in my personal space. <laughs> okay, so you had your apartment in Cincinnati and the places you've lived in New York. How would you describe your decor? Do you have a style? Right now, my decor is coffee shop with plants and sneakers and records. I have maybe like, I would say approximately 25 different pots in my apartment with plants in them, which is a lot. Yeah, (laughs) that's a lot of plants. It's a lot. In no way, shape, or form was I ever like a plant person with a green thumb who had a garden. And like, this is, this is brand new. Like anybody who, if a person hasn't seen me since 2019 and they, they're like, Donald likes plants. They would be confused as hell right now. (laughs) What is he talking about? (laughs) But last year, the apartment that I moved out of, I was in it for a year and I kind of just moved in there and just threw boxes and stuff and like, wasn't really paying attention to decor. I mean, I did set up certain rooms. Like whenever I move to a space, the first thing I do is set up my my music equipment because it's my office space. It's the thing that needs to be ex- easy accessible first. And every space that I've lived in has kind of been dominated by the fact that, okay, my music stuff has to be readily available and prominent. I care about it. And the space that I lived in last year had a whole room that I could just make a studio room. So there was a whole other apartment that I could go wild in and design and do stuff with. And I remember right when the pandemic started, when quarantine started, I remember just walking around one day like, you know, you literally never have unpacked. Like you've never moved into this apartment. Like if anything, I've just been living here. I've had myself in holding, trying to figure out if I wanted to move to another space or move to another city. Cause you know, that's always a New York thing is do I want to leave New York? I think you have to always want to leave to be here. 
<laughs> That's real. So at a certain point, a friend of mine had given me a plant as a housewarming gift. And it was just a plant that I just had in my apartment. I was keeping it alive, whatever. And the plant had gotten kind of big. So I was like, I need to repot this plant. Let me go figure out plant stuff. Went to the plant shop, bought some pots and dirt or whatever, and I repotted it. Then I had this extra plant, flower pot. So I was like, I should get another plant to put in there. Got another plant. And it just kind of became this thing where I was like, oh, plants are kind of cool and they make your space look nice. <laughs> and I just started like getting into plants. And that, in a sense, helped me unpack my apartment because if you have a plant, you have to have something to put it on. You can't just sit it in the middle of the floor in a pot. So I was like, well, I guess I need shelves. Got shelves. I got more plants. I guess I need to hang these or something. So I figured out how to hang the plants. And it just, it just sort of, it was like a give and take kind of like relationship where the more effort and energy I put into like having things in my apartment that I enjoyed looking at, I had to like give them space to be enjoyable. Mm. That's the thing about this space too, is I'm being very intentional about the things I bring into it because being that it's a wide open space, it's just like a loft space. Everything's on display. So like, like I have my closet hanging up over there and it's just a, a bunch of bars with clothes on it. So if, if there's something in the closet that, I, that I'm not wearing that I don't like looking at, if I don't take it out and throw it away, I have to look at it. So <laughs> like, <laughs> like there are no doors, there are no walls. I want everything to be stuff that I enjoy looking at or stuff that is useful enough to belong in my space. I'm still situating things, but I've been calling this space like a living art project because anything that I want, I have to either build or buy. And the type of person that I am I'll absolutely try to build what I need as opposed to buy what I need because I do enjoy the satisfaction of knowing that I was able to do something. But people are like, one of my friends was like, yo, you should like, like start up like a YouTube channel about plants, which no. <laughs> and then another <laughs> friend was like, yeah, man, you're pretty good at building stuff. It could be a side hustle. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm just so used to, I make music, I, I make beats, I rap, I DJ, I do all these things that I enjoy doing in service of paying a bill. And at a certain point, no matter what your artistic ability is, once you try to monetize it, it stops being joyful. It stops being fun. Yes. There, are, there is a part of it that is joyful. There's still something in it that drives you to keep doing it. Otherwise, you would get a job. But I want to just enjoy it. Like, I want to be able to look at my coat rack that I just hung today, which is not a spectacular feat of carpentry by any means. <laughs> but when I hang a coat on it, I'm like, I did that. And if it falls down in a month, I'm like, well, I guess I did that too. But if I do that in your apartment, that's not for me to enjoy. That's for you to enjoy or complain about. And I don't want, I just don't want to make an industry out of things that I'm interested in anymore. Right. And the plants are definitely something that are bringing you peace and pleasure and you don't want to contaminate that with the work that goes into creating a YouTube channel because that is work. The YouTube channel will be the fungus gnats. Yeah. It's a heavy bar right is. I don't want to bring fungus gnats into my creative and work life. Yes, I completely understand. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. No, I used to do this thing. Uh, I used to make like my own body butter, like just for me, because I just wanted the smells that I wanted. I didn't want, you know, because you buy some stuff from other people and it just fucking stinks and you don't want that yeah. shit. You're trying to be supportive and whatever. So I was just making it for myself and my mom would be like, you should 
you know, make some <laughs> and start selling it or whatever. And she kept telling her coworkers. And then, you know, I was like, Mama, don't tell anybody else about this because I don't want to have to make this for anybody else. This is for me. You know, one coworker asked for a particular thing. So I made it and the coworker didn't like it. And I was like, see, now I don't like this thing because you have tainted it <laughs> with your displeasure. This is why I didn't want it to have to make it for anybody else. This is my thing. So I feel like for you, the plants are your thing. This unexpected pleasure that popped up in your life and you don't want to like put it out there for other people to judge and then like you have the responsibility of teaching and all of that kind of stuff. You get it. You, yeah. <laughs> just going yes. off of so for a long time, my apartment was just really random assortment of things like a crown and a wig and a foam dragon or like, you know, it would just be really <laughs> random weird stuff. And my daughter would be like, what are you? <laughs> you are not a, a man. Like you're not a grown man. What type of person are you? But now I feel like the space that I have now is livable and, and homely because we were all at home so much. And you know, like before quarantine and especially in New York, you can rent a room or rent a space that's not suited to your needs at all because you use the city so much. So the coffee shop is your living room and the restaurants nearby are your kitchen. And, you know, like you don't have a patio, but the bar around the corner has a backyard. But like when we all were driven indoors and it was like, okay, now use your space. And for me anyway, it just made me think differently about my space and about the stuff that I have. So when you started gathering the plants and gathering the information to take care of them like you talked about how it made your place feel more like you were living in it but like did you notice that it was also giving you time to like take a break from life because you were having to like be still and focus on keeping these plants alive yeah it, there was definitely a meditative process to it so like usually when I make music it's the moment where I'll sit down at 10 p.m. and look up and it's two in the morning. Even if I'm bouncing between text messages and emails and making a beat and memes, I'm still very much focused on the thing that I'm doing. Plants were a step beyond because at that point, my hands are dirty. And <laughs> like, I can't just be on my computer putting soil into my keypad. So like the computer's out the window. My phone is playing like if anything i'm playing music on my phone or my computer so i'm not really paying attention to that and there's this other aspect of solving a problem that's a living problem like i'm looking at root systems and i'm figuring out soil like drainage and soil density and the type of pot a thing would take and the type of light it needs and looking at looking at how it's responding to its environment and being like okay so what's the cause of this leaf yellowing or browning? And if I am looking up something on the internet, it's a, it's a YouTube plant video. I really enjoy processes and learning things. So it's been a lot of fun for me because it's just this ever-changing thing in my apartment. And one day it'll get too big for the pot that it's in. So I have to figure out how to take care of that or figure out how to like adjust it to a different pot. And it's, it's just been, even the, I had fungus gnats for a while, which are these really, really tiny flies that they live in the topsoil. So when you're trying to figure out which plant has fungus gnats and you have 25 different, like figuring out how to take care of that problem has been a, like, that's the one thing that has been consuming me more than taking care of the plants is taking care of that problem. Because also when I moved to this space, here's a fun story. I did a thing called plant death match. What is that? So 
when you're moving with plants, like one plant, you just fucking put it in the car and bring it to your place. When you're moving with several plants, you have to coordinate a move for them. Like the movers, I didn't trust them with my studio gear and I'm not trusting them with living plants. I, I just don't. So before the movers came, I brought a couple surfaces to this apartment and then brought a bunch of the plants in and just left them and was like, <laughs> I talked to my plants. And I remember I sat them all down and I was like, all right, I'll be back on Wednesday. It was Monday. Like, we're back on Wednesday. The ones that you didn't make it can stay. The ones that you don't make it, you got to go. And I just oh walked my out. <laughs> got to get out. And most of them made it. Most of them survived. <laughs> Except for my favorite one, which is a Monstera. And I noticed it started drooping. And I was getting really sad about it. And I started like trying to figure out if it was a water thing or what it was. And it turns out that this apartment has a different heating system. And this apartment is a larger space. And the heating system isn't on the floorboards and it's not like a normal radiator. It's a big vent that just blows a gust of hot air. So like when they blow this hot air out, it tampers with the humidity. And some plants like Monsteras need humidity. I was I put the humidifier on it and it started doing better. But the thing about plants that I also like is that it, in taking care of them, it reminds me to take care of myself. I'm kind of a forgetful person. So there'll be days where I'll wake up and get a cup of coffee first and then forget to drink water. I'll just drink coffee and then go about my day doing other stuff. And I'm like, oh, I got to water this plant. I'm like, oh, you should drink some water too. It was literally that simple. Like, mm -hmm. Or like the humidifier thing. I was waking up really dry and really like, I hadn't unpacked my humidifier and plugged it in. And in me trying to take care of this plant and figure out why it's drooping, I'm like, oh, yeah, you do need to sleep with a humidifier, though. Like, you absolutely <laughs> have, have used a humidifier for several years of your life. Like, why do you not have this plugged in? So, so it's, just, it's just like this thing of, I don't want to say keeping them alive has kept me alive because it's not that deep. But it's, it's made me very mindful of, of myself and how, I, how I'm adjusting to spaces. Yeah, taking care of the plants is taking care of you. It's taking care of yourself. Yep, because they need me. Yeah. I don't need them. You know what I'm saying? I'll be fine. They need me. Let's get it. Let's get it straight. All y'all need me. They need me. I'm the boss. In here. Do they all have names? I started naming them at one point. And I just stopped. Like uh, the monster used to be Tracy Ellis Ross. I love Tracy Ellis Ross. Right. Love her to death. She's one of the most beautiful women alive. She's an amazing person. If you listen to this, Tracy, listen. Holla at your boy. I had another plant that I would call Seth Rogan. No, not, was it Seth? See, I don't even remember their names. But, and I had a Calathea that I would call Lala Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I stopped naming plants. That makes sense. Because you don't want to, you know, be calling them the wrong name, giving them the wrong energy and stuff like that. You want to be respectful of your plants and their journey through life. Right, because like, in a sense, these plants would rather be outside. Or they would rather be in an environment where it wasn't like they weren't depending on me to feed them or put them in situations where they might die because I don't feel like... Like, imagine... Don't imagine it, but like, <laughs> like if these were people and I just brought them in my apartment, like, all right, I'm leaving you in here for two days. Whoever lives, you get to stay. And if you die, you die. You can't do that to people. Like, I feel like I have to respect their agency as plants and let them be what they are. So I try to call them what they are. I try to call yeah. them a Calathea or a Parla Palm or a Monstera because, you know, in Roots, they called, his name wasn't Toby. Right. I'm not going to like do that to my plants. Right. I would rather learn where they come from, learn their real names, learn what they actually like. I feel you. I am not a plant person. I've, I've, 
I used to have a black thumb. Like I would kill cactus. It was not good. And so then I went through like the spiral of like, holy shit, I just keep killing plants. Is this why I'm single? Because I'm just like, I'm not taking care <laughs> of this thing or I'm giving it too much. Because most of the time it's because I would water the thing too much. Right. But I now have some plants. This little boy I used to mess with, he was a little farmer, hippie dude. And um, <laughs> he gave me, I guess, propagated is that the term? Yeah. It's a snake plant thing, but it's just like one little piece of snake plant. Is it the one that's kind of fat or is it skinny? It's skinny. And okay, it's yeah. just like growing up in the little thing. And then he gave me, I don't know what this thing is. It's some kind of, I think it's some kind of cactus or. So he gave you a bunch of succulents. Those are hard to kill. Yes. I still have those. Those are still alive. My friend Julia gave me an aloe plant that I have named Possum Aloysius. (laughs) (laughs) And I still have that alive. That's awesome. And then, as you can see, these are all plants that people have given me because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. My agent gave me um, a gift card to one of those places that delivers plants to you. And so I got, I think it's a red prayer plant. And I named her Vermilion and I call her Millie and I talked to her because like when I first got, I was like, Millie, girl, I don't know what we're doing. But she responded <laughs> like she opened up. She like unfurled. And I was like, oh, shit. All the little science experiments when we were in like seventh grade where they were like, play music for your plants and talk to your plants. That shit actually fucking works. It, it works. Because like when I don't talk to her, she's, you know, she's a little like, mm, I don't care. But when I'm like, hey, Millie, how you doing today? You doing good? The next day, one of her little leaves will unfurl. So I'm like, oh, my God, she's listening to me. And you're good at naming the plants. Well, Millie has told me a couple of times that I am overwatering her because she gets yellow. And so I Googled and it was like, stop watering her too much. So I've been paying attention to that. But she looks like she's starving. You know, she gets all dry on top of this. Like, <laughs> it's supposed to be like that. What's your favorite plant in your house? The Calathea, Lala Anthony, mainly because... That was one of the first ones I got. And everybody said, I can't keep a prayer plant alive. I killed them. I don't know how to keep them alive. And and my shit's thriving. My shit's getting a new leaf every two weeks, like clockwork. I know what keeps it happy. I know, I know that plant. And it's, it's, it survived the death match. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It came in this apartment. It was like, nope, I ain't going nowhere. This is mine. And I I got a new parlor palm, which is, um, you've seen a parlor palm before. It's it's the ones, they look like the top of palm trees. Yeah. Yeah. I got one from Ikea that was $15, but it's about four feet tall. Mm. And I really like that one because it's just the biggest plant that I have. So for me, it, when you see me looking to the left, I keep looking at it. <laughs> it's a statement plant. And like that was the one thing that I couldn't have in my old space because it was a smaller space. But I wanted a statement plant, a plant that just really says a lot about the person that owns it or the space that it's in or just itself. And it's one of those plants where like if you come in my house, you're going to see that plant. It's not like a plant that you're going to not notice. Also, I will say the thing that I admire about plants too is that I get to use words like beautiful and adorable and lovely. You know what I'm saying? Like like yes. words that were pretty much not really in my lexicon. Like, I wasn't <laughs> like, man, that is a lovely, that's a lovely synth sound right there. Or man, that is an adorable sample you have, my guy. Now it's just like, <laughs> I have these things that allow me to speak very affectionately. And as a single man, like I don't, I don't really get to shower things with affection, so. But are you doing that when you're not single? How about that? 
How about that? You mean before plants was I an affectionate yeah, person? Yeah. No, I wasn't. Mm. Do you think that you will be now? <laughs> that, that is why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but for real, do you think that now that you have opened up this vocabulary for your plants, do you think that you can transfer that to a human being that you are trying <laughs> to be affectionate with? Like, let me put my Dr. Nicole hat on. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that I'll be able to transfer them. I think this is a transmutable skill. I think mm-hmm. I've learned how to love. <laughs> I think I have learned how to love. Like I, I won't know until the first, until I get to hug somebody or until I'm like enamored with a person enough to be like, you are a lovely woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a sentence that I've never said. You are lovely like Lala the Calathea. Is that, is, that, is that how you say it? Calathea? I don't know. <laughs> that is how you say it. Okay. Don Will, we're going to keep you on for a little bit because I want to hear some of your indulgences, the things um, that you would recommend to our listeners so that they have something that they can enjoy stress-free without fear of guilt or shame. So do you have any indulgences that you would like to recommend? I have two. One might not be for everybody, but Russell Stover puts out holiday-themed chocolate-covered marshmallow things. Absolutely get those. If you're ever in Walgreens, they're in, they're like at the checkout counter, they'll be beneath the cash register in a, in a little box. <laughs> They're like 50 cents a piece. I like that you have this specific location, like you were sending us on a treasure hunt. Oh, this is because literally this is the holiday candy that I live for. Like, I don't really like holidays that much, like Valentine's Day, because, you know, I don't know how to tell women I love them. But I do know how to tell Russell Stover that I love their chocolate. It's amazing. (laughs) But I like my chocolate to be a certain temperature, so you got to put it in the refrigerator. Or eat it when it's cool. You can't eat it when it's hot. It'll be melty. But whatever your preference is, melty chocolate, cold chocolate, Russell Stover's holiday candy. It comes in several varieties and flavors. I like the chocolate covered marshmallow and also the chocolate covered marshmallow with caramel. That's the first one. The second one is for everybody and is to do absolutely nothing. Even if it's for 30 seconds, five minutes, however much time you can allocate. It's not, I'm not talking about taking a nap. I'm not talking about meditate. I mean, just like... <laughs> Just just sit, stare at the wall. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't look at your phone. For me, anyway, I do it a lot. And I'm not reading a book. I'm not looking at Twitter. I'm not watching TV. I'm just sitting and thinking, looking at stuff around me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I've had that mirror for five years. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really boring and it sounds really dumb. But if you think about how much time we spend trying to find ways to fill up every single nook and cranny of our day. Be it, I'm going to get a snack or I'm going to listen to this new song or let me click this Instagram link somebody sent me. Let me check my text. Like there was a period of time where if you were in a waiting room and everybody had all the magazines, you just had to fucking sit and stare at the people in the waiting room. Or if you're on the bus or on the subway or wherever have you, there wasn't all of this like media or all of these things built to kind of occupy you. And I feel like it is somewhat relaxing or rejuvenating or helpful to just give yourself a moment to have no stimulation because we are all overstimulated to a certain point. I guess my indulgence is to not indulge. 
look at you. You know what I'm saying? The things that you put into your your mind or you look at are as much a part of your diet as, say, a, a piece of candy from Walgreens. And it all leaves an imprint on you in some way. I'm a very self-reflective, self-analyzing person. And that's just part of my thing is I like to analyze myself at, on a constant basis to every step of the way. And I wish more people would do that. Mm, yes, same. I like to sit in silence as well. Usually I have, if I'm not watching television, I've got music going, but I have been taking time to just have nothing going. And I realize it doesn't bother me. Like I'm just sitting there like, oh, the silence is really fucking nice, especially when, you know, I'm used to hearing the sirens outside yeah. all the time. You know, I'm in Flatbush and it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> Yo, silence is so fire. And I, I never knew how fire sounds. <laughs> it, it was like, it's this thing where I don't know if it's age or I don't know what it is, but it's just one day I was like, man, it's quiet. This is so nice. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just pleasant to have nothing happening. Okay. So we, we've had your indulgences for Russell Stover's chocolate, marshmallow, gooey holiday candy goodness. Yes. And your indulgence of silence, just being still for no reason. Yep, and sometimes I eat Russell Stover's in silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, these are your indulgences. You have been absolved. I just wish I wish they could see the see the thing that was I was looking at. <laughs> see my my head bob. <laughs> this has been a journey. <laughs> I love learning about your plant history. I also just really enjoy the fact that you are very self-aware. You are very aware of what the plants are doing to you on a mental and emotional level, even if you may not be ready to like say, I love you to a woman yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Nicole, I love you, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you. I love you too. It <laughs> was so empty. Um, <laughs> but this has been really interesting. And I think, you know, we don't really get to hear men talk too much about plants and how plants have changed them. Them, them dudes be thoughting. They be, they be online looking like thirst trapping with the plants. It ain't even about the plants. It's about like, look at me. I'm sexy and I can nurture a plant. The fuck out of here. <laughs> and you are like, I am not sexy, but I will keep this plant alive. <laughs> I'm like, if y'all make it through the night, you'll, you can be here. <laughs> I'm the Bernie Mac of plants. <laughs> <laughs> Dawel, thank you so much for being here. Where can we find you online? I am Donwill, D-O-N-W-I-L-L, on everything. So Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Spotify, Apple Music, and my website is Donwill.me. But you know, just type my name into Google, all one word, no space, only the first letters capital, and I'm everywhere that you need me to be. Except Facebook. I am there, but I don't go there. <laughs> this is Good For You is hosted by me, Nicole Perkins, and produced by Multitude. Our lead producer is Eric Silver. Our editor is Brandon Grugel. And our executive producers are Amanda McLaughlin and me. Our theme was created by Don Will, and our art is by Jessica E. Boyd. 
You can follow the show at This Is Good Pod, and you can follow me at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T N Whiskey with an E Woman. And a huge, huge thank you to everyone who supports the show on Patreon, especially to our supporting producer-level patrons, Chelsea, Conchetta, Courtney, and Elizabeth. To get exclusive rewards like stickers, monthly playlists curated by me, and even custom drabbles written just for you, join us for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash thisisgoodpod. This was good for me. Was it good for you?